Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And it starts now. Hey, you ever wondered why we're here? What's the purpose of our existence, right? Most people go their whole lives trying to find those answers. Because our brains always wants to know everything, right? We want to know an explanation for every single thing that happens. But you can't explain everything, right? Some people find those answers right away. You know, they find religion. And that's great, you know? Whatever helps you find those answers. But some people don't. Some people just accept things for what they are, right? Maybe the powers that be is the universe, you know? And, um... But we cannot deny that there are some forces out there, powers that be, and there's so many coincidences that you cannot deny. That's one thing I think we could all agree on, right? No matter what you believe in. But anywho, today, me and special guest Roderick Edwards will discuss his book. Yes, The Universe of Religion and None. Deep stuff. And uh, we'll be discussing different religions and just trying to make sense of everything, right? Some opinions there about religions and government. And of course, discussing his book. Amazing read, by the way. You can find it on Amazon. Go check it out. But um, on with the show. everyone welcome to the screaming chewy show this is your host chewy and i got a special guest tonight um roderick edwards and uh hey man go ahead and tell us about yourself tell us about your book perfect hey do i first of all i need to ask do i need to scream the whole time or is that just the name of the show if you want bro you know like uh <laughs> fucking uh what's his name the conspiracy guy in the podcast oh, al kinnison or what his name is Kennison, they always screamed all the time. Yeah, ah, the, the government. <laughs> so the book, the book is called The Universe of Every Religion and None. And I wrote it. Somebody's looking at me. I got people here looking at me. Hey. <laughs> Anyhow, so it's called The Universe, Every Religion and None. And it's about uh, really coincidences how we think coincidences happen and you know I, I thought I felt that before this is weird how this always happens and we always kind of dismiss it but I'm trying to tie it together that this is really the universe acting in, in humans lives mm-hmm. that's really what it's about it's not that deep it's really only what 100 pages I think you got to read it didn't you most of it yeah man and honestly it blew me away because uh that's a very interesting topic right there because you know like I myself when I was younger, I was always like atheist, right? I'm like, there's no God, it's all in your head, right? 
the human mind is always trying to make sense of everything and you make your own kind of excuses of you know the coincidences like you were saying right right but then you know a few years back like i, I was gonna die like i was dying like some shit happened to me and the, the doctor was like i don't know how you're still conscious talking to me right now my oxygen was like in the 60s co2 level was like 93 percent but my mom catholic you know she prayed and bam i got better from there and I was like, okay, maybe there is a God. Maybe that prayer worked. But right, maybe like you do it. Mm-hmm. Because that's one hell of a coincidence. But, yeah. like, I'm not very religious myself because religion's always been tied to the government's, you know, control and this and that, right? Just like you explained in your book, uh, the universe doesn't compete with other religions. Um, the universe doesn't... You don't have to pray for it. You know, you don't have to follow rules. It's just, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. It almost doesn't even care about you. I mean, if you don't acknowledge it, it keeps on going. Exactly. And I found that very deep. Like, I could relate to that because that's exactly what it is. Right. And you were mentioning how that's the realest thing you could believe in. And I was like, wow. Right. Where almost Amazing. every other religion, they want you to, okay, well, you got to do this this ceremony. You got you to gotta pay respect to this person. You got to do this and this. Because religion or the universe doesn't care about any of that stuff. But if you do connect to it, you're going to be amazed by it. Like you said, like you said you'll be blown away once you do connect to it. Say, oh, wait, wait a minute, you have all these coincidences and all these things that happen. They're not really coincidences. They're something trying to communicate to us. And I don't, I don't even want to call the universe a god. I think that's too limiting. So, Yeah. Because we're always trying to, you know, our mind, like you find a Jesus Christ in the tortilla, or you know, every cloud has a shape, like this is a bunny, this is a horse. Your mind is always giving everything characteristics, even though it doesn't have any, you know? And right. that might be, has something to do with God, you know, like all these coincidences and signs where like, it has to be somebody like, you know, like, I don't know, I give God like human characteristics, it seems like, you know, like he has emotions and, you know, yeah, well, he almost, you, um, if we're human beings, obviously human beings say, well, what would God look like? Well, he looks like us. Otherwise, how would we understand him? When I talk about the universe, I make it so vague that when people first read it, they're first like, what is he talking about? This Is this the God? Actually, as you see in the book, I'm not talking about a God. I'm talking about something, but I don't, I can't even define it. So I purposely don't define it. However, as human beings, we all know there's something. We all feel like there's something. We just don't know what it is. And so, like you said, you have all these different religions, Christianity, Muslims, uh, all these different religions, Mormons, and they all create this God and make him look like him and talk like you and everything else. So, mm -hmm. And then, you know, these high ranking people in the church or government, you know, they tweak their Bible or whatever to like for us to obey them. You know, it's like, hey, if you don't listen to your government, God's not going to be happy, you know, or stuff like right. that i kind of don't trust it you know yeah and then you even get into further i mean i'm not trying to pick on any specific religion but you have all these muslim countries where basically if you choose any religion besides islam you're they'll kill you yes <laughs> right there in the street yeah i've seen the videos man they had people lined up and there was this one guy with a huge sword i'm sorry i'm getting a little graphic here but um yeah, they this had people like Chewy up. Show. Right? 
Yeah, keep it real, yo. <laughs> but yeah, they, they had these people lined up and they were like, throw them on their knees, put their head down. This guy chops his head off, whack. Drag him yeah. off, get the next guy. It's like, what the fuck? Right in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's lots of places that are still very barbaric. We sit there and we talk. I mean, I don't, again, I'm trying to avoid saying, hey, hey this Roderick guy, he's pro-Christian. I'm not really pro-Christian, but I think Christianity, at least in, in the Western world, has allowed us to at least get to the point where you can say, hey, I don't, you know, F God, I'll fuck God. You know, I care too. But... Those other countries, you barely you even draw a cartoon of, of Muhammad, and you're get you're dead. So, yeah, as long as we go, but we're still not quite to that point where we can understand the universe. I think this book could be a dangerous application. Just imagine Muslim reading this book in you know Iran or something. What would happen? Oh man, your book would be so illegal. You because know, <laughs> what you're doing is you're opening people's minds, their perspectives, right? Because we're all like indoctrinated, right? We're all you know, they slam this religion on you, whoever your family is, if they're religious. But you grow up believing all of that is true, right? But what if somebody told you, hey, maybe it's not. That could be dangerous to that religion, you know? Right. And so then somebody might ask, well, then without religion, how do we have morals? Like, what keeps Chewie from going out and just busting somebody in the mouth every day? What keeps you from yeah. doing that? If you're not religious, what keeps you from doing that? The that law? Sense. You're afraid to go to jail? What? And uh, I think uh, in your book, you had a very good point about how uh, religions, they kind of have you like uh, treat others how you would like to be treated, right? Right. But that's a very good question, though, how you were saying, what keeps me from, you know, like busting people's heads every day? And like, honestly, it's like, you know, I because I hate to use the word normal because that varies from country to country, right? Right. I mean, there's some wild shit out there that we're like, what the fuck? Why are they doing that? But it's normal, right? Like in Africa, you grew up with a dog and to become a man, you got to kill it and eat it. You know, it's like, that's yeah. fucked up here, but it's normal over there. There are some of these really aborigines that are, that are, that are cannibals that are eating each other. You know, that to yeah. them, that's, it's moralistic. That's their morals. And, so, and their beliefs <laughs> are the same everywhere. The morals aren't the same everywhere. And that comes to question, like, um, I don't know if there was a God, like, he, he's he got to be allowing that, obviously, right? Because he has the power to not let it happen. Right. Unless he has less of, again, we're getting now, we're applying it that there is a God. But if there is a God, maybe he has... A plan for everything that happens, even the bad things, even when people get raped or, or children get murdered or anything like that. There's a plan in all that. Now, as human beings, we definitely can't wrap around. They're like, that's awful. But if, let's say you found somebody who got murdered, a little young two-year-old, murdered just a drive-by shooting, boom, boom, they're dead. Like, well, that was senseless. But if you could see the entire plan where the family came to the funeral and, and you know, uncle, old uncle, Bob or whatever didn't interact with anybody, but now he is because he came to the funeral, and it just brings the whole family back together again. You're thinking, well, is he, is that worth it? Would that be worth killing the two-year-old like that? A sacrifice. Entire, the entire spectrum of what's going on here. Yeah, that's very true, actually. Or you know, people have gotten died, like you said, and then like the whole community comes together, like you were saying. You know, um, it's like a trade-off, right? Right. 
like in the book though i'm talking about again the universe so i don't get so detailed because i don't know i mean obviously we see coincidences in our life every day uh, where we keep seeing the same numbers over again or the same colors or the same phrases that somebody might use to us or hey just how would this person know this and you're like wow that's that's just freaky so that's kind of what yeah. i'm trying to say and that's what i'm trying to look at that that goes on people can't deny that i don't care what religion you are or non-religion you are or Muslim or Christian coincidences happen in our days, our lives every day. And so that's what I'm trying to touch in the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there. you're very right. Like sometimes, you know, like I don't, I don't consider myself psychic, but I have a lot of little psychic moments. I've had them all my life. Like I'll call somebody and they'll be like, they'll answer right away. And they're like, oh my God. I'm like, what? So I had my phone in my hand. I was literally about to call you. <laughs> and that happens quite often, you know? Yeah. Or I'll call yeah. somebody, I'm like, hey, you want to go eat? Let's go eat some pizza. And they're like, dude, I was craving pizza right now. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you start looking to see if your phone's tapped or something. The hell? Right. <laughs> Facebook is listening. <laughs> I think I think it does. Sometimes I'll talk and then I'll suddenly hear, like, hey, you want pizza? Like, what? Yeah, you're right. That. So. Yep, they are listening. I've, I've had conversation with coworkers like, hey, man, we should go to Lindy's after work. And then I get a Lindy's ad on Facebook. Mm -hmm. like, and all that, you get one of those Alexa things or Google thing in your house or anything? No, but my phone, you know, has that Bigsby or whatever. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. So I wonder about all that. So this book is just, uh, I mean, obviously it's only 100 pages. I have written a couple other books. Uh, one, it's about a religious group. It's a, a religious group that believes Jesus already came back. It's called uh, About Preterism. That's the name of the, the group. So I write about that. And then I wrote another book, which I'm still working on promoting. It's How to Overthrow the Government. Nice. Yeah, so we want to get into these eventually. And then I do want oh, to write another sure, book. Man. Yeah, I want to write another book that talks about, um, expands upon the universe here. I'm beginning to see more and more things. Um, my background for this, because people, what's this guy? He just writes books. Who the hell is he? <laughs> so I'm a 51 year old dude and I was adopted at age four. So I didn't have a beginning and people who aren't adopted can't understand this, but it's basically, you don't exist as an adopted kid. Even somebody adopts you and they treat you nicely. You really don't exist because you have no beginning. You always wonder oh, wow. where you come from. And you do, you live through your life, the whole life like that. I, and then you just make up who you really are. And so when I turned 50, about 50 years old, I finally, the, the courts in the state where I'm from allowed us to get our birth certificates. And I got my birth certificate and found out, you know, my mom was already deceased and my dad was already deceased. Like, damn, I'm, I'm still not gonna find out who, they, who I am. But I found a bunch of siblings and this is what sparked me that, because lots of things came together. For example, this coincidence is the biggest one. I was adopted in 1972 on November 2nd. And I got my birth certificate, my original birth certificate, on November 2nd of 2018, on the exact same date. It was weird. <laughs> wow, what so, the okay, hell? So this launches the whole thing, yes. And then my sister thinks just like me, one of my my 100% sister, we write, we basically, about this universe stuff, we think the same thing. But before I get to that, I was very religious from probably age 30 to 45 i was really really staunch christian read the bible i could probably quote you all kinds of bible stuff blah 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 read the quran 
five times I can tell you the surahs and the hadith and all and you know Hindi stuff. So this is my so-called qualification for this. You know your stuff, you know. There's yeah, no so, doubt about yeah, that. I'm not, I, I'm not trying to brag, but I, I do. I, I, I looked. I was like, who, who the hell am I? And, and if, if there's a God, why am I here this way? And so now I begin to see, like, but this was all part of the plan for me to understand how this all comes together. As the reason I got adopted, the reason I found them when I did, the reason I'm here, basically close to the end of my life, because technically I have what 20, 30 years left. And so I'm writing these books like mad, trying to get this stuff out here to, to, to understand. And I'm not dictating. I hate when people lecture me like, you, this is how this works and how that works. I'm, as you read, I'm not doing that at all, right? No, oh, no, no. You're, you're just letting it out there. And, uh, you know, they choose to believe what they want to believe. You know, you're, you're not telling them you should believe this or that, you know? Right. Cause I'm definitely not trying to start a cult. I, I, I don't think I have enough money to fly to Africa. I don't have <laughs> give to anybody. So. Some Jim Jones past the Kool-Aid. Jim Jones, Charles Manson. I don't I'm gonna, I don't have any up down upside down crosses carved in my forehead or anything like that. I'm just <laughs> I was a data analyst. I was a really boring guy before. I just I just looked at spreadsheets all my time. I didn't get into any of this stuff. So So how did you feel going from Christianity to where you at now? Like did you have some sense of freedom or um I was kind of scared, but not for myself. I was scared for the people that I had interacted with and built this entire, you know, structure for them. You know, here's what you, here's what God says. You know, here, here's what He wants us to do. And and people, my family members and friends and everything else, they, you know, as, as I told them about this, they trusted me and followed me. And now I'm telling them, I think that's all bogus. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what am I going to do through their life? If I tell somebody it's all bogus. What's their structure? Like we talked about morals. They built their whole structure around this. And I'm yes. focused. Sort of like the and guy who, I don't know if you know much about Mormons, but it's a lot of times Mormons, uh, young Mormons, they're only Mormons because their daddy was Mormon and their grandpa was Morgan, Mormon and on and on and on. You really don't, most people don't convert to Mormonism. They're born oh, into Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, there's some, but most of the time you're born that into it now. So that the makes sense. That is, what, what if somebody tells a young kid, hey, you know, your whole life, your whole lineage is bogus. How, even if you believed it, how could you disconnect yourself from that? Right? How, almost impossible. How are you going to drop everything because somebody t told you? But I think the thing is to always question it, right? Question everything. And um, I've always done that. Even as a kid, you know, my parents are old school Mexican Catholic and they tried raising me that way but I would ask them questions they, they could never answer right like I'd be like okay well what about the people that live in other countries and they've never heard of Jesus Christ are they going to hell because they don't believe in him and they're like well I, I don't know son and I'm like well well that's not honest. good enough at yeah that's honest, true huh? the, the, the Bible actually addresses that basically it says that they'll be judged by their own morals it's in their own understanding of god basically now here's a problem with that that's fine you know let's say you got this deep dark african tribe that's never heard and they've they're not even mm -hmm. in contact with any other civilization but they have their own structure and they, they maybe they believe some wood god is their god according to the bible they'll be judged by that here's the problem now now imagine a christian missionary goes there travels through the jungle chops down all the vines and get there and get you need jesus and now what have they done? Because now those people, if they reject Jesus, they're all going to hell, right? Yep. 
Yeah. Just left. It'd been better if he just left them alone, because then they all would have went to heaven based on their own morals. But now he just condemned. Them. And people are going out there and doing that. They, they. Some people feel like it's their mission to spread the word of Jesus, and they're doing exactly that. Mm-hmm. Well, he does. It. I mean, the Bible does tell them to do that. But I'm, I'm, I'm stuck between that conflict because. Yes, the Bible says go out and tell the people about Jesus, but when you do that, you're basically condemning them because <laughs> say before you told them about Jesus. Or uh, how people, you know, say about the Middle East, how they are, but I'm like, well, that sounds like the Old Testament to me, right? Yeah, it basically is. Cut off the hand if you steal, you know. You know, if they're gay or non-believers, believers, you know, kill them, die by the sword. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so Christianity actually, you know, it, it, it got popularity by bloodshed. You know what I mean? A lot of times it was the king that believed it. And he says, okay, everybody in my kingdom, we're Christians now. If you don't believe it, you're going to die. That's it. <laughs> right. No, but, definitely uh, in, in Europe, it began, that's where it got its power. Obviously, Jesus himself, I've, I've had this discussion with other people. I'm not trying to promote Jesus, but it's interesting. Jesus or uh, Buddha, you know, from the Buddhism, or there's another religion called the Sikhs. I don't know if you're familiar with the Sikhs. Well, I've never heard of that. See Sikhs, they're usually the guys, they get confused for Muslims, but they're not. Usually the guy that's at the village pantry with the turban on his head, he's probably not Muslim. He's Sikh, which is a form of Hinduism. It's a religion that's, oh. I think, the late 14 or 1500. That's how new it is. So anyhow, their leader was this guy named Guru Nanak. You know, basically. So my point was is that Jesus, this Guru Nanak and Buddha, none of these three guys had ever killed anybody themselves, nor had they told their followers to kill anybody. But the problem is Muhammad actually did kill people and told his followers. <laughs> Another man seemed... Yeah. So if you're just imitating your religious leader, you're not doing anything else. You're not even reading his books. You're just going, I want to imitate my religious leader. If you imitate Jesus, what, what are you going to be? Just some nice guy going around going, love everybody, love everybody. You know, if you imitate Being hippie, you probably be some fat guy sitting around just sleeping all the time under a tree or something. You know? <laughs> and Nanak, guru, Nanak, the guru Nanak, you're going to be uh, turban wearing and saying, you don't understand that. You have called tech support. Would you, would you need tech support? Or... <laughs> Thank you. Come again. <laughs> yes, come again. What if you're a Muslim and all you're doing is just imitating Muhammad? You're not even reading the Quran. You don't know anything damn thing about it. But you're just saying, I just want to be like Muhammad. He's a cool dude. Then you're probably going to kill people because that's exactly what he did. So I, I find that interesting when we talk about religions in general. They, they get pissed off when I tell them that. And then they're well, he was a good guy, but he killed people. Well, he <laughs> had to. Right. Kill people. Then be like, well, by that logic, then Manson was a good guy, right? Yeah, that's why I say Manson was a good guy, and, and uh, David Koresh was a good guy that burned up all those kids or had them burn up in his compound there in Waco, Texas. Oh, yeah, like 75 children? Yeah, now it was the government that did it, but he precipitated it by not letting them out. Mm-hmm. He just said, hey, get out, okay? Come on, I'll shoot you all up, but not, not letting them out, so... They're getting a shootout with the federal government. That mm-hmm. ended up nicely, right? <laughs> and um, also, like, about religion, like, um, I'll, I, my, my sister's gay, right? She's a lesbian. And, like, my parents being Catholic, I'm like, so is my sister going to hell? 
you know, because I've always, you know, in the church, in the, in the Bible it says that if you're gay, you go to hell, right? Unless, but my friend, he's real Christian. He told me that you have to accept Jesus and then he'll forgive you. So it's like, okay, you, you turn straight and then you go to heaven. Like, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, I don't, the, the Bible's clear about homosexuality, though. I think it's, um, I'm trying to think First Timothy something. Very clear that it doesn't necessarily go and say you're going to hell, but it definitely says it's a sin. So, I mean, if you're following the Bible, I'm not saying follow the Bible. It's clear that it is a sin. You can't say, well, it's not a sin. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Is uh, let me go first Timothy 1 9 through 12. It says, uh, This is a new international version. We also know that the law is made not for the righteous but for the lawbreakers and the rebels, which is interesting in itself because law is not for people who already know how to maintain their own self, law is for people who are rebels. But now it goes on, mm. so godly and the sinful and the ungodly, and irreligious. For those who kill their fathers and mothers, for murderers, for the sexually immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, right there in the Bible, for slave traders and liars and perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine. But the problem is, is that I think we've all lied. So unless you haven't, unless you can claim you haven't lied, you're just as bad as a homosexual and so a murderer, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So. That's, that's some of the stuff when I was leaving Christianity, I had to grapple with. It's like, well, wait a minute. Yes, it does say that if you're going to be a Christian, this is what you got to believe. You can't just make it up as you go. But at the same time, how's that all fit in? Because, again, everybody's a liar. I, don't, I haven't met one person that has never lied in their life. I don't care. Mm -hmm. even, even your nice little granny, she's lied somewhere in her life. You know she has. Little or big. Yeah, what always. size are you? You ask her what size. <laughs> I'm just a 42. No, you're not. You're lying. <laughs> or or do I, does this dress make me look fat? Oh uh, <laughs> no! Yeah, <laughs> lie. Well, that's a little white lie. Doesn't it? I didn't see. Did you see anything in there that says white lies are different than any other kind of lie? No. Yo, so, a lie is a lie. I agree with you. Right. And so, I'm not saying necessarily saying that the, the Bible or the Quran is bad because obviously religion, as you as you've seen in the book you read, it, gives structure to societies. Like they, that's how they function. But imagine mm -hmm. uncouple yourself from that and just understand as a human being that there might be more than what you're being told by some group of people. You know, to think for yourself. Yeah, it's whether it's religion or government or whatever, even your own family. I'm not saying rebellion. Mm -hmm. You know, families say what they have to say, especially if they have secrets. You know, hey, we just, let's don't tell them about Uncle Bob over here. He's a mass murderer. You know, they're going to hide that from you, obviously. Yeah, or like, you know, family members are child molesters or rapists mm -hmm. and they like defend them because no, no, don't mention that at church, you know, like, don't tell <laughs> nobody. <laughs> but uh, this is, uh, yeah, I find this very interesting. I mean, and like you were saying, the universe, you know, sometimes things just happen and that's just how it is. And we just got to learn to accept it, you know? Mm-hmm. In the book, I said, what if the universe has you as a secondary actor? You know, like the, the actor that never gets to lead role. You always see them kind of in the background. They get through two or three lines. That's it. What if that's the universe wanted you that role? Could you live with that? Could you live with being the secondary actor always your life? Because as an adopted person, that's how I felt. I felt like, well, everybody else is living their life. 
and I'm just kind of observer here because I really don't have an origin. I don't know where I came from. I just make it up as I go. Mm -hmm. And so you know, imagine I think, if you could do that. And then, yeah, that's crazy. I never thought of it that way with no origins. Like, wow, none. That would drive me crazy. <laughs> it would drive you crazy. I mean, you don't even know your your heritage. And so, for example, one of the first reasons I took a DNA test a while back is just for fun, really. I wasn't even thinking about finding any adopted people. I have these enormous fat lips. Probably you can hear them over the audio, but I hit my, hit my laughing as I'm talking. <laughs> but I'm white. So I'm like, where the hell do these lips come from? So I took a <laughs> DNA test and I figured, I'm going to have some African in me, no doubt. Didn't have what? any into Not one drop of African in me. What it is is Vikings also have fat lips. I didn't know this until I started studying it. Viking, Viking. Oh, shit. So I'm almost like 100% Viking. My, That's like, badass. Germany. He came over here in like the, the 50s, right after Hitler took over. And he was a German Viking. And then we had some, my mom's side was English or Norway, Norwegian Viking. So anyhow, I found out that I took that first place because I was trying to check out my heritage. Where in the hell do I come from? But I mean, you obviously know you're, you're Hispanic, right? You say you're Mexican. Mm -hmm. So yep. you know that. Yep. Like, you want to get on the side topic? Yeah. Okay. So don't get mad at me. You going to start screaming at me a screaming Chewy? Nope. All right. I don't so get offended this, easily, bro. All right. This is the side. It's something I wonder. It's not necessarily true. So right now in, in my culture in general, America, you have all these people, Latino this, Latino that, Latino, and you know, it's all you. My Latino. Here's the irony in all that, especially if you're a Latino from anywhere from America Mexico, Central America, or South America. Now you do realize that the only reason you're Latino is some Spaniard came in here, conquistador, back in mm -hmm. the and I'm gonna say it as bold as possible, and raped your great 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 grandma. That's the only yep. reason you're a Latino. Otherwise, you'd be an Aborigine speaking, you know, Aztec or something, which is great. But and that's why they speak Spanish, you know. Yeah, but Spain. instead here you're you're lauding the whole Latino culture. And it's really basically your great great grandma's rapist. I, that's I, true. I don't want to be that part of that. I want to part my real culture, which is Aztec. I don't want some rapist culture going on. So it's kind of that's funny. true, huh? Yeah, if you think about it. And then not only that, but you're right. Like we would have Aztec religion beliefs instead yeah. of Aztec, Mayan, Christian. Inca. Uh huh. All that stuff. You wouldn't have the the only reason you're Latino is because somebody did that to your ancestors. And I think if, if it happened nowadays, if, let's say if somebody raped somebody's mom and they, you were born and blah, 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 the mom would probably not even say anything about the dad, but you, the kid definitely wouldn't say, hey, I want to be just like that. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't do that. You'd say, no, I hate that asshole. You know, you yeah. want to be more like mom. So it's find it interesting that there's all this push for Latino this and Latino that when really basically the conquistadors were awful dumbasses that went over and talked to everybody. And now we have their language, their yeah. beliefs, you know, it's all been adopted. Even, their even their food, even some of their food, you, 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 the Latinos are eating. That's Damn. true. So, for, I never thought about it that way. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And why I stopped to think about that a few years ago, I was like, is anybody going to listen to me say that or are they going to get pissed off? I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, just the fact. It's the truth. And the Spaniards, not only did they rape the women, but you know, some of the men, they're like, hey, you know, they killed a lot of men. I think they even killed babies, right? Right. Would, uh, 
like grab them by the ankles and swing them and bash their heads on a rock. Exactly. And um, many of their religious texts and stuff and uh, documents, they were destroyed, you know, because they exactly. brought their priests with them and they're like, hey, we're going to convert everybody to this you're, religion. You're, pur- you're purging. It is genocide, basically. You're purging. Exactly. Replace it with your own. And, and apparently it's worked because, again, even present day with Latino this and Latino that and Latino, I would love to hear somebody say, forget this Latino shit. Let's get back to the Mayans, Incans, and, and Aztec. Mm-hmm. But who's brave enough to do that? I don't know if I've seen anybody have really explored that much, but it'd be cool if somebody was like that. Cut off somebody's heart. <laughs> Sacrifice. <laughs> right, maybe, I, maybe I don't want you to get back. Never mind. Never mind. Just forget I said all that shit. Start over. Chopping the heads off and throwing <laughs> down the, the stairs. Yeah. Forget I said all that. Let's get back to that. <laughs> but you know what? That's, you know, that comes to questioning. Would that be right or wrong? You know, if it's for God? Well, again, like we're talking about cannibals earlier. If that's, if that's what your belief is, then perhaps. Yeah. And you know how you were talking about genocide? You know, that's a good way to spread their religion. But that's what we do nowadays. I mean, we go to other, other countries and uh, give them some freedom. You know what I mean? Basically. Freedom enough to be chaotic. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Seems like uh, our government uses the same techniques from many, many years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. We'll make sure they're so chaotic, then we'll come in and we'll just kind of manage that, you know, whereas before... When we did that whole thing with, uh, well, I don't speak that in this book. When we get to the next book sometime where overthrowing a government, I talk about the whole Arab Spring thing, which to me was bogus anyhow. It was just a way to, to get all the Muslims to overthrow their current government so they, that America and some of the Western powers could come in and insert their own form of government. So it wasn't really. Oh, yeah. Any, and so. we've done that before, too, in other countries, you know. Yeah. You insert little agents, you know, and uh, get the people rattled up. Get some rebels together and train them, mm-hmm. like ISIS and fucking Osama, and then we we trained all them. Yeah, you know? CIA. We call it nation building, and then we turn around. The only reason I think they turned on him is because he got caught. Uh huh. And um, it's pretty sad, but I mean, that's the government for you, right? And mm-hmm. what what's crazy is that many people don't want to believe that. They're like, our government wouldn't do that. Well, do some research, you know? Yeah, that is, I, I can understand why. I mean, we're, we're talking about the universe. We're talking about religions in general. Now we're talking about government. It's all the same thing to me, what we're talking about here. It's all amount of people. And some people like control. Like, think of the dude that, that constantly goes to prison. At least when he goes to prison, he got three meals. What do they call it? Three, three, hots and a, three hots and a cop. But he's got that. He's got structure. Otherwise, when he's out free, he don't know what the hell to do with himself. There are a lot of people like that. They, they go through life and if I didn't have my religion, I wouldn't know what to do. If I didn't have my government, I wouldn't know what to do. And that's when I read that thing to you out of the Bible, where it says, we also know that law is made for the, not, not for the righteous, but for the lawbreakers, rebels. Law in general or, or structure is made for people who can't figure out what the hell to do with their own life. And that's mm-hmm. when I talked to you a moment ago, it's like, what would you do and what keeps you from killing somebody? Somebody, when you're walking down the street and somebody says, damn, Chewie, you dumbass. You know, why don't you beat the shit out of them? Because why do you do that? Is it just because they're going to throw us in jail or because Chewie 
doesn't want to do that to him. I don't, I don't know. What is it? Right. Is it because of I'm aware of my consequences or, you know, what if yeah. there was no consequences? What if I yeah. could beat the shit out of him and not go to jail? You yeah. Know, hypothetically, would we do it? So what, that's the difference between a human or not a human. Because we're really, are we just one level removed from animals that would chew each other up if we had the chance or what? And I think it's just that part in your brain because, you know, there's a part that's the survival, right? Because there's your brain and every other part of your body is a tool to help your brain survive, right? Exactly. So we want to survive. So, yeah, you know, when you see in the movies like post-apocalyptic and there's like food rations and they're like, no, this is mine. And they fight because they want to survive. But there's also that compassion part of you, right? And that's constantly fighting, you know? And, but like psychopaths, obviously, they wouldn't have trouble killing somebody, you know, if you ask me. But. Right, because they're, they're missing what, that compassion part you're talking about, the compassion element that's in mm-hmm. it. Even exactly. if, I had, if my worst enemy, I would, sure, I might, I don't, like child molester who's molested and abused 15 kids. I might want to see him killed, but I wouldn't want to see him hung up on a string and people taking little razors and cutting him down while he's screaming and crying. Okay, just end it, you know, just end yes. it. Yes. So, so that's the compassion part. But there's some people don't have that. Oh, yeah, I love that. I get off on that. I'm going to do that to that dude. That's the difference between humans and people who are animals, basically. Yep. Like, you know, like, like you were saying, you know, somebody that did you or your family harm you know, if it came down to it, you know, maybe you might blast them in the head. <laughs> you really deserved it. But yeah. to torture them, oh, that's a whole different thing, man. That's some... Right. And, uh, like and those so cartel videos. What's that? Like those uh, cartel videos? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Cold-blooded. All the beheadings right there along the border. Yeah. yeah. The message, though. I'm supposed to send, don't mess with us, because... We'll come after you. And uh, it's, it's pretty scary, you know, and that's the sad reality. That's, you know, people don't like it when, when I talk about that or, you know, they're like, why, why are you talking about that? I'm like, because that's real life. That, that's what's happening right now. So tying this back together, that's the reason why I think religions do exist and so do governments and everything else because people need structure. So the universe book is kind of dangerous because I'm basically saying, no, you don't need structure, but... You're going to have to govern yourself. You're going to have to be a law to yourself. You're going to have to decide, do I beat the shit out of that guy or do is there something in me that says he isn't worth it and not just because I'm going to jail, but just because he's not worth it and I don't want the chaos in my life. I don't want to have to deal with that. You know, it has to be something else deeper than just the law is going to throw you in jail. That's the reason why you don't commit crimes yourself. That's true. Because otherwise, I'd be robbing a bank and I'd be rich right now and we wouldn't even be talking right now. I'd be out somewhere on the beach private island (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and uh, and in your book you're you know how you were saying that uh you know some cultures you know people some people really need religion because some cultures would fall apart you know some countries will fall apart without religion you know just be chaos yeah they're not ready for it they're not ready for any kind of freedom like that it's kind of what happened to the Soviet Union. I don't know how old you are, but when the Soviet Union fell, it's like, oh, it's going to be great because all these people are going to have freedom. Well, there's so many people that were used to the years and years of structure. You know, I'm going to go stand in line. I'm going to get my bread. I'm going to go home. I'm, I'm going to sweep the streets because that's my job. And 
I know what's going to do and I don't have to pay any rent because I got free rent because I'm a socialist, blah, blah, blah. Well, when all that fell, they didn't know what the hell to do with themselves and they wish they could have that back now. That's true. So it's a double-edged sword right there, you know? Exactly. So yeah, I, I would urge people to take a look at the universe, the book, the universe, and you can find it on anywhere on Amazon, the universe of every religion and none. And it's on there as a paperback, or you can get it as a Kindle, and now you can even get it as an audiobook. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the audiobook, but the guy I got to read it sounds really good. Oh, he you does. <laughs> I talk too fast, and I have this weird accent. So, but he sounds really good. And it's a great read. I highly recommend it. Like I said, it's mind blowing. Excellent. Maybe you'll translate it into Spanish for me, or Mayan. Well, maybe I will. If you get, go back to roots and get to Mayan, you can win the first Mayan book there called The Universe. I'll go spread the word, bro. I'll yeah, go we'll to the jungles. Your, yeah, we even put your picture in the back right there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, mm -hmm. hey, man, it, it's been great talking to you and uh, looking forward to having you on again. Maybe talk about another book. Perfect. Cool, Sweet man. Well, yep. You're the man. And, uh, so they could get your books pretty much anywhere uh, on amazon probably first place you want to look amazon or you, you could even go to the website which is mine i don't care if you go there or amazon it's mine's roderick.com and then you can either go find it right there you can put forward slash universe and take you right to the all the links so everybody listening right now if you're if this sounds very interesting to you which it probably does that's why you're listening check out that book man i highly recommend it all right perfectly don't try to kill me or anything remember you guys oh no <laughs> he he's not a cult leader guys uh -uh. he's a good I guy <laughs> i don't own any robes and i don't even like so you're good with that <laughs> <laughs> cool man well thank you for being on thank you much okay you have a good one bye you too bye The Universe of Every Religion and None, written by Roderick Edwards, narrated by John Ashton Nickerson. Roderick Edwards is the author of books as varied as a fictional account of a person living in a deserted world to an autobiography about his adoption and reunion to this book about the universe. Find out more at RoderickE.com. everyone thanks for tuning in and if you'd like to support this podcast you can find me at anchor.fm slash screaming chewy gmail.com there'll be three options for a monthly subscription first one i believe starts at a dollar a month yo yeah dollar a month yeah and if you don't want to that's cool you can follow me on facebook and youtube screaming chewy show for some memes some more videos for episodes and behind the scenes kind of deal, right? You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy, so I should probably change it. But it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace.